previously on All Things Unexplained. All right, so tonight I'm coming on to review the UFO report part two. And it's pretty shocking. Something else out of this world. And, um, you know, we've been covering this thing up since the 40s, since Roswell or before then, I believe. I don't, I don't trust government. There's an arrogance about it. And um, I think the American public can handle it and they need to release everything. And that includes if they, in fact, do have a craft, which I believe at some point there was, we have uh, obtained some materials that are not of this world. Listener Jason Tomasolo says, I grew up with CJ and she turned me on to your guys' show. Well, we appreciate you tuning in, Jason. Glad to have you. We definitely need to talk more about if you grew up with CJ, we need to get the download on some things. All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. (laughs) C.J. Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Back to the unclassified UFO report two here, presented to Congress, but this is the part we get, the public gets, presented to us. Here in Appendix A, they're talking about the things they were required to report on. Next up was an assessment of any health-related effects for individuals that have encountered UAPs. They talked about here, they, they don't have any reports of health-related effects, but they do at least acknowledge the potential for health-related effects to encounters happening at any time in the future and that they will keep track of it. So very interesting that they're acknowledging that they are aware there is a concern for health-related effects, but they don't have any reports of them, which is interesting because, you know, the stories from UFO, from people who've encountered UFOs, UFO abductees, etc., are littered with negative health effects. And that's a whole other can of worms, by the way, which we won't get into with this show, but it's so interesting that I've been told and heard, you know, you're never going to see Arrow, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or the Department of Defense, or ODNI, or NASA, or the military, any of these agencies, anybody in the IC, the intelligence community, you're never going to see them 
discuss UFO abductions, UFO abductees. And of course, we have the stories, we have the encounters. We seem to have validated UFO reports, close encounters, but even now, there is no willingness to delve into anything, the possibility or the existence of UFO abductions. Very interesting. But I do feel like this acknowledgement of health-related effects at least is a step in the, or a toe in those waters. Continuing with things that Arrow was supposed to report on, as directed by Congress, the number of reported incidents and descriptions thereof of UAP with military nuclear assets, including strategic nuclear weapons, nuclear-powered ships and submarines. This is perhaps the scariest part of this report. For decades now, there have been correlations between UFO encounters and nuclear assets be it nuclear plants or nuclear-capable submarines, etc. And here we have Arrow, the Pentagon, admitting, you know, they've been tasked with reporting on these incidents. Very scary. By the way, no such reports, no such data, no such numbers are in the unclassified version. They go on to say, in consultation with the Administrator for Nuclear Security, the number of reported incidents and descriptions thereof of UAP associated with facilities or assets associated with the production, transportation, or storage of nuclear weapons or components thereof. Let's process that for a minute. They were tasked by Congress to report on, in conjunction with the Administrator for Nuclear Security, the number of incidents and descriptions of UAP encounters associated with nuclear facilities and assets that have to do with the production, transportation, and or storage of nuclear weapons or components. Again, very scary. And I feel like they were tasked to report more on these sort of things because it continues than any other. It continues that they were tasked to report in consultation with the chairman of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission the number of reported incidents and descriptions of UAPs or drones of unknown origin associated with nuclear power generating stations, nuclear fuel storage sites, or other sites or facilities regulated by the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Super scary. One of the things we're going to talk about in our show on the 1969 moon landings, the Apollo missions, is how in the 50s, America developed hydrogen bombs that were many times over more powerful than what were dropped on Japan in World War II. Soon thereafter, Russia developed similar weapons. And we entered this period of MAD, M-A-D, mutually assured destruction. So this is was basically acknowledging in the 50s and 60s and 70s during the Cold War that, hey, we both have, that is the United States and Russia, enough incredibly powerful weapons that if one of us fires and the other one fires, we can and probably would destroy the entire world. It's sometimes also referred to as SAD, S-A-D, Simultaneous Atomic Destruction. Super scary been around for decades, and here we are in 2023. Congress is telling 
Arrow, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the Pentagon. Hey, we want to know about these UFOs and UAPs and our nuclear facilities and our nuclear capable weapons, ships, and submarines. That was Appendix A of the unclassified report, UFO Report 2 to Congress. Next, they had an Appendix B where they discussed the establishment of office and duties. I'm not going to get into that too much, but again, they do hammer on in this appendix about the coordination, the whole of government approach to UAP reporting between departments and agencies of the federal government as appropriate, including the FAA, NASA, Homeland Security, the NOAA, NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and the Department of Energy, as well as the IC the intelligence community, foreign governments, non-state actors, it says, allies and partners of the United States, all in effort to better assess the nature and extent of UAP. It's good they're saying it. I'm not sure I believe it. We've been compartmentalizing efforts into UAPs and B-21 Raiders, Area 51, the Apollo missions, the military, for so long now. It is hard to believe that all of a sudden it's just a total open book, especially when we're reading the just the tidbits of information they're throwing at us in an unclassified report. When are they going to throw the public in this? You talk about whole-of-government approach. How about a whole-of-public approach? How about disclosure, as Jason Tomasulo said? How about UFO disclosure? How about UAP disclosure? Last up in the unclassified UAP report, too, to Congress, Appendix C, Index of Key Terms. This may sound like the glossary, who cares? But there's actually something interesting that happened here. There are only six key terms, but I think that they actually made a potential mistake here, a potential oversight in what they reported here in the unclassified version. Some of the things they Define here UAP event, UAP incident, UAP report, UAP. I think we can define those for ourselves. I'll just read you what they say about UAP. They are airborne objects not immediately identifiable. The acronym UAP represents the broadest category of airborne objects reviewed for analysis. It's kind of insulting, actually. They put that in the glossary. Just like it's kind of insulting, they define UAP event a holistic description of an occurrence during which a pilot or air crew witnessed or detected a UAP. UAP report, documentation of UAP event to include verified chains of custody and basic information such as the time, date, location, and description of the UAP. UAP reports include range, Fowler reports, and other reporting. So that's the first interesting definition reference there, range, Fowler. That's the first one they... In the list, actually, in Appendix C, Range, Fowler, and first one, I do not have any clue what it was. Some of our listeners may know what a Range, Fowler is. It is defined by U.S. Navy aviators based on observations of UAP interrupting pre-planned training or other military activity in military operating areas or restricted airspace. So it seems like, essentially, a Range, Fowler is when Navy aviators are interrupted by UAP. UAP interrupt pre-planned training or other military activity in military operating areas or restricted airspace. 
At the beginning of Appendix C, it says, This report uses the following terms. And here's where I think it's interesting. They define range fowler, but nowhere in this unclassified report is the term range fowler. So why is it defined in Appendix C? I think it's clear that the classified version has descriptions of range fowler incidents. In other words, the classified version must contain descriptions of Navy operations being interrupted by UAP. Otherwise, of course, it just wouldn't make any sense. We all know that you don't put words in the glossary that aren't in the book. But yet here in this unclassified report, they have words in the glossary, that's Appendix C, Index of Key Terms, that are not in the book, that are not in the report. So I think this is a little bit of an oversight here by whoever produced or okayed this unclassified version because here they have a key term, range fowler, in Appendix C, Index of Key Terms, a key term that is not in the report. And, and I'm used to technical scientific reports and papers, articles, and I can tell you that indexes of key terms, glossaries, appendices like this, they don't reference things that are not in the report. So I think this is a bit of an oversight, as is the next des- definition. In Appendix C, Index of Key Terms, trans, medium, objects, or devices. Actually, most of us do know what these are now. They are objects or devices that are observed to transition between space and the atmosphere or between the atmosphere and bodies of water that are not immediately identifiable. Trans, medium, objects, or devices. You know, they reference somewhere in this report unidentified objects that cannot be classified as drones or balloons or clutter that were witness or data collected that showed unusual flight characteristics. Were these the transmedium objects they're referring to? Are the unusual flight characteristics transmedium capabilities? Again, they define transmedium objects or devices in the index of key terms, Appendix C, but it isn't in the report, it isn't in the book. So it has to be, you would think, in the classified version that Congress got. There's really no other explanation. They would not put a term in the appendix, the glossary, if it wasn't somewhere. Well, it's not in the unclassified version. So Range Fowler and Transmedium Objects or Devices must be in the classified report. And is it safe to assume... Listeners, what do you think that these objects going between space and the atmosphere, is it safe to assume that that is an unusual flight characteristic? Is it safe to assume that going between the atmosphere and bodies of water, in other words, going from air into the ocean, that that is an unusual flight characteristic? I kind of think it is safe to assume that. So for me... This is one of the most interesting takeaways from this unclassified report. The fact there are two very interesting terms defined in the Appendix C, Index of Key Terms, range fowler and transmedium objects. 
or devices that are not in the report, not in the gloss, not in the paper. So they must be, in my opinion, in the classified version. Jason Tomasulo says, yes, definitely interesting. I, I agree. So this is Dr. Mouse with All Things Unexplained. CJ and Smitty cannot join me tonight, but we appreciate all of you that have joined me. You know our show depends on listeners like you. We're here trying to achieve UFO and UAP disclosure, and we appreciate your support. You can find us on Venmo at Bigfoot UFO if you'd like to support the show. Tonight, we were here with breaking UFO UAP disclosure news. Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett talked to News Nation yesterday, January 15, 2023, and had this shocking interview something else out of this world and um you know we've been covering this thing up since the 40s since roswell or before then i believe i don't i don't trust government there's an arrogance about it and um i think the american public can handle it and they need to release everything and that includes if they in fact do have a craft which i believe at some point there was we have uh, obtained some materials that are not of this world that's Congressman Timber said, demanding disclosure from the Pentagon. He says, we have a craft, we have crafts that have been recovered. He went on to say this, cut off from that clip, that he's been told that different members of industry are actually reverse engineering materials obtained from these captured alien crafts. Mind-blowing. And that's what he's been told. Just amazing. All Things Unexplained has reached out to Congressman Bursett to come on the show. We certainly hope he'll join us. Our next reason here tonight to analyze UFO Report 2, the unclassified document presented to the public. Apparently, some of Congress got a classified version. Our takeaways here, there have been over 500 new reports. Over 100 of these cannot be attributed to drones or clutter or balloons. They're still saying balloons are everywhere, but yet I've never seen a weather balloon, and I don't know anybody that ever has. They do represent a threat to aircraft. Aero, that's all Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, is working with everybody under the sun, and they're in charge of everybody, including all of the intelligence community and including all of everybody else, NASA, FAA. They're working with other countries. They're working with other actors their focus is a open transparent government cooperation we'll see they do not go into any details on any of the incidents they do not offer any speculation they do not offer any data they do not offer any analysis of data they admit that they were required to report on a lot of things including interaction of ufos with our nuclear facilities and nuclear capable submarines crafts those things are not in this report appreciate everybody tuning in tonight disclosure is what we want at least a little more transparency than what we're getting i think there's a whole lot of us out there that feel like we're certainly not getting the whole story congressman tim Bursett is now demanding the pentagon release all the information our breaking disclosure news tonight, he says, a craft which I believe at some point we have obtained some materials that are not of this world. 
that are being studied by different members of industry. He's been told. Well, only time will tell, I guess. Smitty would say, stay happy. Stay unexplained. Good night, everybody. I appreciate y'all. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, please check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.